you buy a house for a hundred, you put twenty thousand in, and you sell it for one sixty. And something as simple as the met, like addition and subtraction, like you buy it for this, you add value, and you sell it higher, just resonated with me because the math doesn't lie and the numbers don't lie. And so we walked away from that training and said, this is a great way to build wealth. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Well, all of us are trying to raise money, right? And some of us are, are definitely better at it than others. But oftentimes you have to learn new skills or you have to be willing to step out of your box, your comfort zone, right? We've talked about that so many times on the show. Our guest today has done that and she's really found an avenue that I, I don't know if I've heard of it talked about before on the show, not twice probably anyway. Her name is Emily Cartwright. She's co-owner at AE Multifamily. Right? She previously managed multiple departments at General Electric Aviation. Plans to climb. She planned the climb the corporate ladder, but that changed in 2013. And she talks about what changed that. I love this story and her the action that she took with her husband, right? And before he was her husband as well, but. But they specialized in single family and flips, rentals for a while in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And then they identified a multifamily, right? As most of us or many of us, if you're listening to this hive, whether you're passive or active. And she continued her journey and she's done a number of different things now. And she's offering some interesting things to her investors. But some of the things, techniques that she uses that she elaborates on the show you could implement today, right? She's going to dive into that. But either way, I know you are going to learn a lot. You're going to be able to raise more money if you do just one of these few things that she lists out in detail uh, of how she's raising more money. And then we're going to actually going to do a second segment uh, uh, and continue the conversation because I didn't want to cut it off. She was elaborating on a number of great things uh, that I, I wanted to dive into. And then even a couple of things at the end of tomorrow's segment that I hope you'll implement as well. Emily, welcome to the show. You have a skill set that I, I want, all right? <laughs> but everybody listening wants it as well. They want to learn from you today. And I'm looking forward to diving into something that, that you've done really well and, and some things you already told me I'm looking forward to learning from you. But before we do, I want to know a little more about you. Listeners need to know a little more about who Emily is. How did you get to where you're at now in real estate in, the, in this business and specifically even develop a, where, how you develop some of these skill sets around raising money as well? Thank you, Whitney. It's an honor to be here today. And I was really inspired when I watched my dad celebrate his 30-year work anniversary. He worked at a physically demanding job and they celebrated 30 years at his job. And I said, Dad, when are you going to retire? Like, it's 30 years. And he looked at me and said, I can't retire right now mm. because the markets are down. And he had been taught his whole life to invest in stocks and mutual funds and that that would provide for his retirement. But this was 2009 and the markets were still rattled and he was now handcuffed to his job. And I remember stepping away from that conversation and saying, I don't know what I'm going to do different, but I am not going to have my retirement years taken away from me like that. Initially, I pursued the normal path. I went to college. I got a good job. I chased the next corporate title, but I was lucky enough to, to meet a guy who's now my husband, and he invited me to an investing class one night. 
And so I show up and it's a real estate investing class put on through the Rich Dad, Poor Dad organization. And I look at him and I'm like, Adam, what are we doing here? Like, we're not going to invest in real estate. And he's like, no, no, just come in and listen, just listen. And literally that two-hour class changed my life because it taught me how real estate investing can provide financial growth and security for the future. And that really launched our pursuit of real estate investing. This was back in 2012. We ended up moving from California to Texas. I quit my corporate job and I started our real estate investing business 10 years ago, back in 2013, in one of the hottest markets in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. And it has been an amazing ride ever since. Wow. And you left the corporate position to make it happen. That's a big step, Emily. <laughs> but congratulations. That's incredible. I, I, I love hearing that. It's almost like a turning point, right? It's like this thing that impacted you. And, and for you, it was your father. And even at 30 years, man, he couldn't retire. He couldn't even think about retiring. And he was stuck. He was stuck. And, and, and but that motivated you to do something different. Uh, and it's interesting. At the time, you didn't, you, know, you said you didn't know what that was going to be, but I've got to figure something out. And you didn't know your, your future husband was going to be the link there to take you somewhere to learn something. Or was there something specific in that, in that course that stood out to you? I mean, other than, I think you mentioned a couple of things, but I don't know anything that was like, man, this, this allowed me to know that real estate was the thing. Absolutely. And so I'm an engineer. I love numbers. And they showed us numbers, even as basic with single family investing, flipping houses. Like you buy a house for a hundred, you put 20,000 in and you sell it for 160. And something as simple as the met, like addition and subtraction, like you buy it for this, you add value and you sell it higher, just resonated with me because the math doesn't lie and the numbers don't lie. And so we, we walked away from that training and said, this is a great way to build wealth. Um, we, I ended up pursuing flips and rentals. So I did the short-term capital gains and I did the long-term cash flow plays. And I kind of, I married the two together. We'd flip a house, we'd buy a rental, flip a house, buy a rental, and built up a significant portfolio that I self-managed for over five years. Okay, so, so you did that for five years, started flipping, buying rentals. Why, why do anything different? Why not just keep doing that? So it was really interesting at the time. The, the market started to shift in Dallas-Fort Worth, and we, we ended up, every spreadsheet we were analyzing looked better as a flip than it did as a rental. So because the resale prices were going up faster than the rental prices. And so we went, we went in a whole year and we flipped all the houses and we didn't keep any as rentals. And so the cash flow wasn't there to support my husband to quit his job. So our goal from the beginning was I would quit first. He would work. He would continue working until the business could sustain our, our expenses, bring in enough income. And then he would quit his job. And it just wasn't getting us there fast enough. So because it just looks better as a flip, but the flip, the flips are really a job. Like you have to go out, you have to get the next one. The next one's not guaranteed. And so 2017 rolled around and we said, we have to do something different. We have to do something that brings in more income. And we went to a multifamily training. It, this was another two-day training event. And again, the math didn't lie. It, the multifamily brings in more income on a per work at per effort basis than single family does. 
So we made the switch to multifamily. We ended up selling our single family portfolio little by little as the tenants moved out and transitioned our funds and our time into multifamily. And within one year, my husband was able to quit his job and join me full time. Nice. I love that story. Even for the listeners too, who are determining their path forward, as you th I think all of us were approached about or thought about starting with flipping or rentals as well and, and take a path like you did into growth. And then you realize, man, maybe multifamily is something I should look into. So, and we won't spend a lot of time here because I want to get to your, your superpower really, but what gave you the confidence then to go syndicate a large deal? We joined an education program and, and this was an investment. It was tens and th tens of thousands of dollars to invest in our education because we were going to be managing other people's money. And at this point, all of the single family investments had been our own money. Like if we won, it was our money. If we lost, it was just us. And multifamily has the responsibility of managing other people's money with the syndication. So we pursued education. That gave us the confidence to learn the underwriting and things like that. But really the biggest thing was we partnered with the right person. And we found a partner that was experienced and could raise equity and be that resume for our partnership group. Whereas my husband and I, we were the ones who wanted to do the asset management. We wanted to manage the asset. One reason, because we needed income. We needed the asset management fee to pay for our, our life because my husband was quitting his job. And we had the confidence from our corporate background. We worked for GE, General Electric, and they had taught us very well about leadership and managing people. And we knew we could relay those skills to the multifamily syndication business. So we were very intentional that we wanted to be the asset managers and we wanted to partner with somebody who could raise the capital and be that resume for our group to help us win a deal. Nice. Well, and it sounds like too, even with your experience flipping and rentals, that gave you some just rental experience dealing with the day-to-day -day grind of flipping and rentals. Uh, that's not easy either. Uh, let's, you, you all are focused on asset management though. It's time. When did it switch to what you're doing now? So it actually switched when we formed our, our second partnership. Our first partnership was really great. My husband and I, we did all the asset management. We had a lot of lessons learned during that time because we were doing the same roles at first. And then we finally broke off into distinct swim lanes, which was a much smarter idea. And, but we could only buy one syndication a year. That was our limit for our time frame, like the effort that we could put in. And we knew we wanted to scale faster. So we ended up getting into a different partnership where we could leverage the asset management responsibilities. So our next partnership was two married couples, us and one other couple. And two of us focused on acquisitions and two of us focused on operations. And what that really did was allow me to step away from the asset management day-to-day -day role because my husband and the wife of the other couple, they did all the asset management work. And I could step away and focus on acquisitions and building our investor database. And so this was, this was four years ago that we made the switch to the different partnerships or, and in a different structure. But it was, it was because we leveraged out some of the asset management that allowed me to step aside 
and focus on what now is my specialty. Nice. Well, let's talk about just that. You have, you've built some pretty cool ways, I think, to uh, meet investors, right? And start building those relationships and become very good at raising, raising money. And, and it's a, it's a major part of our business. So much effort is spent on this thing. And oftentimes I feel like we're, we're like spinning our wheels. It's like, man, what's the next thing? Or how do we get in front of other people and be able to add value to them and build the relationship and those things. Let's talk about how you've done that. You know, how you are, you're finding new investors and you have a couple of different avenues or a few different ways that I would say are, are unique that I, at least one or two that, that I've probably not heard people like really actively pursuing, right? And, and doing it well. So let's jump into some ways that you're doing this. So the first way is, one, I still hold my real estate license back from when I was doing flips and rentals. And so I'm with Keller Williams, which is a very large organization. In DFW alone, we probably have 14 different offices. And I have started teaching classes to real estate agents regarding wealth building and passive investing. And that has really grown over the years because the wealth building conversation has become something that everybody wants to talk about. It's, I would say five years ago, it was less sexy. And now it's like, it's, it's cool to talk about it's money Ian. and it's cool to talk about wealth building because yeah. it's on the forefront of everybody's minds. So it started as just a conversation of actually saying like, hey, I want to teach a class. And I think people would be surprised at their place of employment with their organizations. If you raise your hand and say, I want to teach a class, there are very few people that will turn you down because I think, especially with Keller Williams, they're always looking for something different besides the typical contracts classes and the normal day-to-day, month-to-month classes. And so that wealth building and passive investing conversation is, is different. And they, they love to incorporate it because it sets them apart too. So it started with just my office and it has spread out to multiple offices across the DFW area. And now nationally, flying to Tennessee to teach classes, flying to Florida to teach classes at those Keller Williams offices and just branching out. But it all started with just asking the question like, hey, can I teach a class on passive investing? Love that. I think it. That would be, it's outside of so many people's comfort zones, right? To stand up in front of the room and to teach a class on wealth building, right? They're probably going to, first thing they're probably going to say was, well, I haven't built wealth. Who's going to listen to me, right? Or maybe I don't feel like I'm wealthy. What do you say to that? So initially, I actually started with my passive investments. And a lot of people get started with multifamily in, as a passive investor, And literally, that was what I showed. I think the slide that made the biggest difference was when I showed my passive investments and the deposits that I was getting into my bank account. I I just showed a screenshot of of my bank account statement and the deposits coming in. I said, I made a $50,000 investment in this deal, and I'm getting X amount per month coming in. And that's what people want to see. They want to see the returns. They want to see the big, if you haven't had, you know, if you have had a big sale, they want to see that big jump and and gains. But initially, I would say focus even on your passive investment performance. And the other thing that that I've been able to do is you I start with very simple wealth building concepts. Like instead of having your money make zero percent in a 
in a no interest checking, it should be making four to five percent right now in a high yield checking account. Those are things, those are topics that you could become familiar with very quickly. And you kind of build up, you give them a little bit of information on basic in investing, wealth building, and then you go into, but here's how you really create wealthy money and you really put your money to work for you with avenues like multifamily syndication. Love that. Uh, tell me, uh, you know, what's the normal attendance just so we can think about this room that you're presenting to? It's typically between 30 to 50 people. Okay. And creating this, this presentation, you talked about, I like to you said start with simple tips and, and it sounds like you're kind of building them up for a bigger uh, right type of return, right? Or potential, right? That, mm -hmm. that you're going to show them this passive uh, route into multifamily, I assume, right? And so what, how long is this presentation? I would give a few details for the listener to think about, hey, if they're going to do something like this, how can any of the other success tips to, to make a, have a successful presentation to a group like that? Absolutely. So I typically, my classes are scheduled for an hour. I try to keep the content in 45 minutes or less to give at least 15 minutes for Q&A. Um, another strategy that I do are seminars, public seminars that I blast out on LinkedIn and Facebook. And these might be a Thursday night at 7 p.m. Those I try to keep to 30 to 45 minutes max just because they're in the evenings and I know people um, have other commitments. But one thing I always do, and this has become more important recently, is record everything. Even if it's just audio, hopefully it's audio and visual. But then I can take my class, for example, that I taught at Keller Williams. And if somebody... If I meet somebody outside of KW, I can still send them the link and they could watch the class. So even though I've only taught the class a few times, I have recorded sessions that I could send out. And same thing with a wealth building seminar. If you were to choose to do that, that you publicly market, you can then have that recording to send out to your to interested parties later. Yeah, I also agree. Record everything. You're putting in that effort. Why not record it so you can reuse it, right? Like that. And that's even an added value, right? Somebody missed it. They reach out. Hey, Emily, sorry. I'm, hey, did I miss, missed your presentation? You say, hey, I, I can send it to you, right? Uh, and mm -hmm. you can still make that connection and add the value to them. Uh, what would you say is the biggest value from the presentation that, you know, these potential investors are taking away? I mean, is it, is it mostly just opening their eyes to this possibility of multifamily, you know, or what would you say is the biggest takeaway? I think one, one thing that a lot of people don't know is that you can invest in multifamily syndications with your self-directed retirement accounts. And for those of us in the business, it seems like normal knowledge, but that was actually the, the, how I got started with my first passive investment. I had, when I left GE, I had a 401k that I rolled over to self-directed and I put it into two different deals. And the way I, the way I explained my experience was that it was less scary to invest retirement account money because I know that that money has been set aside for investing. That money is supposed to go to work for me and create great returns and make a difference in my retirement. And so the conversation, I think, with the self-directed retirement funds is easier to have because it's already set aside. Now, real estate agents are an interesting uh, 
group of people to teach to because they love real estate. They know they want to invest in real estate, but they typically don't have time to invest. So for them, if they invest in cash, there are there could be potential for tax advantages and and putting in that part of the conversation is always good too. Thank you, Emily. Unfortunately, we're going to have to end this segment here. We're going to continue the conversation to tomorrow. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Our website is AE for Adam and Emily, AEinvest.net. Thank you for being with us again today. I hope that you have learned a lot from the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I hope you're telling your friends about the Real Estate Syndication Show and how they can also build wealth in real estate. You can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today.